wanted to start this podcast to share hunting stories of my experiences and what I've done over the years. There's so much more that is involved in hunting than just pulling the trigger and killing an animal. We want to be inspirational, educational, but we also want to have a good time and teach you how to have a good time as well. And on this episode, I have Charmaine Leaf, and she is a avid outdoors woman. She truly lives the outdoor lifestyle. The majority of the animals that we harvest are elk, mule deer, turkey, grouse, bear, And we truly dive into the outdoor lifestyle. This is our life all year long, hunting, fishing, hiking, camping. It's just a total different world of hunting. Like you do it during the night to find them and track them with dogs in the snow. And then you go back in the morning with your dogs and that's how you find where you think that they are. People think we're just going out there to kill a cat, just for fun. The one that we've been talking about, they call him Scarface. He's been killing horses, killing people's livestock. Welcome to Hunting Day with Stephen Robbins. Now for your host, Stephen Robbins. All right, guys and gals, welcome back to another episode of Hunting Day. And on this episode, I have Charmaine Leith. And Charmaine and I met on Instagram, and she is a avid outdoors woman. And one thing that really caught my eye when me and her connected was she truly lives the outdoor lifestyle. She's got pictures of big elk that she's killed in the mountains of Colorado there and continuous pictures of trout that she's caught in a bunch of mountain streams to mule deer to glassing and all the different hunting trips that she does with her husband and her daughter. In my eyes, Charmaine would be a really good role model for younger women who want to get in the outdoors. And that's the type of people that we want to bring on this podcast is people who are inspiring. So Charmaine, it is great to have you on. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) Yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, where you live, the type of animals that you hunt and, you know, your background on hunting. All right. So I'm based out of Southwest Colorado. Um, The majority of the animals that we harvest are elk, mule deer, turkey, um, grouse, bear. So that's the the main animals that we hunt year, every single year. And we truly dive into the outdoor lifestyle. Like this is our life all year long, hunting, fishing, hiking, camping, all of the things. And I grew up that way. And it kind of was just like everything that I loved and we continue to do it. Um, so yeah, mostly out West hunting for me. Awesome. No, when you, uh, you do a lot of bow hunting, is that correct? You know, I do a little bit of both actually. Um, and it's kind of like what tags we can get. Um, now Colorado has limited tags for bow hunting. So, and that's for elk. It used to be all over the counter. Um, and so now it's all applying. Okay. So it really is like luck of the draw, what you get every single year. And for some reason, we always draw for rifle, which I'm fine with. Yeah. Hunt with both. So the main goal is really to fill the freezer. So whatever tags we can get is what we what we go for. Yeah. And I tell you what, like I've, I've hunted a lot of animals across the U.S. And, you know, most people wouldn't know this as far as like the axis deer down in texas and it is like a very really like it is a good meat to eat it's delicious but i would put elk right up there i mean it is a hard tie for first place and april killed an elk i believe it was two years ago and 
you know, there's, I, I don't say this negatively. Whitetail's okay. And so I'm thinking this is just going to be a big whitetail is what, what I'm going to eat. Cause I'd never eaten elk up to that point. And then when I ate it, I'm like, we need to go elk hunting more. <laughs> this is, this is amazing. So when you can fill your freezer with elk, that's awesome. That is our number one goal every single year is to harvest elk because they're larger as well. So they're filling up a lot of the freezer and it's the best meat. And it's funny you say that because I've never tried white tail before. Oh, really? So that's really no. cool. Isn't that cool? Like we're from the same country, but you know, by traveling, I guess by vehicle, you know, you're basically a days away from me, 24 hours, so to speak, I guess that would be probably close to 1500 miles or so. But you've never had whitetail, and until recently, I'd never had elk. And I think that's really, that's not peculiar, but that's really, like, that's that's really cool in a sense that how much the diversity that we have in this country as far as species of animals that we can hunt. You know, I, I turkey hunted in Colorado in 2011, and I seen a bunch of elk and mule deer in the wild for the first time. And, like, I was in awe because just... You know, you watch videos and TV and you see elk and you're like, okay, that's a big animal. But you don't realize just how big it truly is until you see it in person. And you're like, this is phenomenal. So I, uh, I'm, I'm jealous because that's, uh, like, and I guess maybe it's because I grew up hunting whitetail and I tell people all the time, I run to Texas every chance I get to go down there and hunt all the different exotics, but even more now trying to make trips to out West to hunt. And I just booked a hunt with chalk bank outdoors in Nebraska for archery mule deer here in two months. So I'm really looking forward to that. That's going to be a good time. Yeah. Hopefully it won't be too hard, but it'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> mule deer is way different than whitetail that I've heard anyways. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So you, you grew up hunting, is that correct? I did. I grew up hunting with my dad um, in, down in New Mexico. So that's where I grew up. And, you know, most of my memories were elk and mule deer. Um, I really didn't start hunting, though, for me, until probably high school. Like, I went on hunts and stuff with my dad, but I don't really remember doing any hunts myself until later on in life. Okay, yeah. Your dad, like, he forged that foundation for you, and then as you grew up, you know, you built upon that. I think that's awesome. Totally. So, like, all of my skills in the outdoors, I learned from my dad. And I still continue to learn stuff all the time, and my husband as well, and our children, so, I mean, it's the coolest foundation when he can still go out and learn, like, see the skills that he taught me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now I'm doing it. It's, it's cool. Yeah, that's uh, passing it on is amazing because you, you know, you take what you learn, you fine tune it, and then you pass it on to your kids. And then, you know, the goal is that they do the same. You know, it's... Um, I've always said, like, I'm going to teach my kids to be self-sufficient in the outdoors, to understand, you know, why we do what we do and to know that, you know, God put these animals here for us. And it is our, uh, you know, it's our duty to protect them. And that might sound weird to some people, but ultimately it is our job to protect the herd because sustainability is important and conservation is important and to hopefully they will pass it on as well. You know, it's nothing that 
I want to force on my kids, but they will have that foundation that if they so choose growing up to continue the lifestyle. And um, I think my kids are pretty cemented at this point in the outdoors. (laughs) And so I think we're okay with that, but we'll see, you know, it's one of those things where as they grow up, they will be influenced by their friends. And as our parent or their parents, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that their friends have aligning views. But ultimately the goal is to raise them in the outdoors and hopefully they stay in the outdoors. Yeah. I mean, that's the goal. It's like my number one reason for being in the outdoor industry as well as to inspire women and youth, but people in general, you know, like we're creating that future generation of hunters. And so whether they choose to continue to do that in their later years of life, we know that we gave them the tools to be able to survive out in the outdoors and how to hunt and fish and so on. And I, I speak about that a lot is like, it's our job to create the future generations of our hunting and our hunting industry. Yeah. Some people say it's a dying generation and you know i don't know that's the goal though i mean that's why i'm here to inspire yeah no definitely and you know i think you're doing a really good job of it too because like i said just scrolling through your instagram it's uh you know there's a lot of people on social media that i don't want my kids to see their accounts and things like that and just like looking at your social media account i would be okay with ava or zoe looking at it and saying Hey, this, this is, I want to do this and I don't have to worry about any type of negativity that may come from that. And so, um, and that's just, you know, the, the bird's eye view, right. But anytime someone were to actually like, look at the, the foundation and the, like your reels and your videos, your stories, like they have good values behind them. And so I think you're doing a great job of the inspirational side of it and, I just want to say, keep doing it. Keep it up. (laughs) Thanks. I mean, like, it's nice to hear that that what I'm doing is making an effect on others. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I look at social media and some accounts and it it just doesn't feel authentic or organic sometimes. And I'm like, what is your true passion behind this? Or what are you trying to teach people? And blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And some women have given us this hard picture of uh, us outdoors women on media, whether it's true, not authentic. Yeah. So like we have to push a little bit more for those of us that are real um, in the industry, honestly. Yeah, no, I can see that. I really could. And um, it's like, so through like, if I get like everybody, I get notifications when someone follows me and Typically, I'll go look and see, all right, are they like-minded and do they share the same principles and foundations as far as morals and, you know, just I'm a Christian, so I want to make sure that that, not that they have to be Christian for me to follow them back, but I want to make sure that my beliefs align with theirs. And I'm like, I would not follow this person. And, And it's not to be mean or negative to them, but they just they're not portraying the outdoors in a way that I want to be associated with. And so again, it's not to be mean, negative or shrewd to anybody, but it's like, all right, if they don't align, you can like continue to follow me. That's great. Maybe I can at some point help, you know, 
transition their way of thinking maybe but at the same time i'm like uh, i'm not gonna follow that person so yeah i would say i'm super picky too but it's like you also want this certain image of what you see on media as well yeah you know what i mean like <laughs> women don't need to have half of their clothes on for people to like their content exactly <laughs> it just i think that there's just a missed misinformation of like what people think they need to have on media nowadays yeah. likes or views or followers and stuff like that yeah. so that's super important too is keeping that professional image and when i look at profiles i look for those things as well yeah yeah for sure now um you had mentioned that you have a very exciting trip coming up you're headed to south africa yes man i can't even believe it's here like we planned this trip almost a year ago and we're leaving next week. So less than a week from today, my dad and I are hopping on a plane and going to South Africa. It's one of his dream hunts. And just like working in the outdoor industry, I can't believe that I get to provide that from him. Like the man that's taught me everything I know, like now I get to take him across the world for one of his dream hunts. Yeah. No, that's really cool. That is so cool. Yeah. And you said like you kind of have a list of animals that the outfitter has, you know, there's a possibility that you could see this or that, but kudu's pretty top on your list, right? Seriously. Yes. That is one of the top ones on my list. And there's a list of animals and it's kind of like you, whatever you see, you're, you know, you have the ability to harvest or not. Um, but kudu, you know, got the bush buck. There's several different things on there. And this is just a new ball game for us. So like, yeah, we're hunters. We're good at what we do out here West, but we're stepping into something we don't know anything about, you know, really at all. Yeah. So I'm a bit nervous about it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, no, that's really cool. And it's the challenge, the unknown aspect of that. And I think that is what really stretches us and helps us grow in a sense, because there are some things that, you can bring to the table from hunting out West that could still apply there that they may not be doing or vice versa. Yeah. You could learn a new skill or a new skill set while you're in Africa and bring it back to Colorado and apply that on your next hunt. I think that, you know, it's like that it's the grinding stone, right? You're making, you're sharpening that and uh, that skill set. And I think it's awesome. And I'm excited for you because I haven't been to Africa yet personally, but I'm going and uh, slightly jealous, maybe a little envious right now, but uh, I'm really excited for you because everything I've read, saw and heard Africa is an experience unlike anything else without the hunting so you throw the hunting lifestyle in with it it's going to be amazing so i'm really excited for you yeah i honestly still can't even believe it's happening i mean yeah we're doing a little bit of hunting they're actually taking us fishing so that's super exciting i'm like get to do all the things that i love out there that's really cool (laughs) in a different world basically You know, I think you're probably the first person that I've ever heard say they're going fishing in Africa. And that makes sense. I mean, the, the, there's so many river systems and water systems out there, but they're known for hunting and primarily their big game or even their, you know, their predator hunting. Um, I actually just saw a group of ladies get back from Africa, and I believe it was Women of the Wild with Felicia Marie. I'm not 100% on this but they were like waterfowl hunting while they were there too. And that's not something that's pretty common either. Yeah. So I was like, 
this is really cool. You know, stepping outside of the norm. I love doing that. And, you know, really making people think is awesome. And so now I'm like, what else can we do while we're there? You know, we're going to be there for 10 days. So what else can we do? <laughs> I know. I didn't know that there you could kill waterfowl. I didn't even know there was waterfowl there at all. Right. Yeah. So it's like you know, uh, a, a new achievement has been unlocked, or you know. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Waterfowl in South Africa. Hmm. Yeah. I'm kind of curious what the fishing will be like too. That was like one of the first questions that I asked if there was fishing around. So I don't know what to expect there. What um are are you primarily when you're back home? Are you primarily a fly fisherman? Or are you uh, like spin and tackle? I do a little bit of both, but honestly, it's easier with children also to spin and tackle. Yeah, mm-hmm. creeks, lakes, all the above. Tra- most of it's all trout. We have a few lakes here that have like pike and walleye and stuff like that, but yeah. the majority of it is yeah trout bait and fishing yep that's awesome now i'm curious to see like what what type of fish there are there and you know as far as i mean they swim a crocodile so just for whatever reason i think these these got to be some real toothy predator fish just to even exist in an ecosystem with crocodiles so (laughs) yeah and like what kind of bait do they use like it's just cool when you go to another country in general like I've traveled to a lot of countries and you just see how different they do things yeah. that you do also in the U.S. Yeah. You're like, oh, I didn't really think of it that way. Or that's really cool that they use that kind of bait or whatever. So it'll be a learning, a cool learning experience for sure. Yeah. Heck yeah. No, that's awesome. So um, the kudu is pretty high on your list. Anything else? Maybe like a sable or I know you'd mentioned bush buck. Um any impalas maybe or just kind of whatever comes out you're going to make a decision on on the spot and then go from there yeah pretty much i mean impalas on the list i know war hogs on the list there's a few other things but you know what like i, I don't know these animals very well yeah. so <laughs> i'm really going to be relying on my guide to teach us a lot of this stuff and honestly my number one goal for this trip is just to make incredible memories of my dad yeah you know if we harvest which we will but i mean like if we harvest it's just a bonus to this trip it's going to be you know that freaking 12 hour flight that we have to be on yeah and driving to the outfitter and just the memories all revolved around it we're going to be creating tons of content too so and just like here i mean the goal is to harvest yes but the memories are the most important part to me yeah no, that's no. awesome. Now, are you all flying like to Atlanta and then Atlanta to Johannesburg or which way are y'all flying from the West Coast around? So we kind of decided to um, break it up a little bit. And that's just because sitting on a plane for that long is it's work. It's, yeah. It's, you know, it's hard on your body. And um, so we're going to fly from here out West in Colorado um, to New York. And okay. we're actually, we're doing this both ends where we're going to stay the night in New York. And then the next day is when we go on the big portion of the trip. So okay. we fly from New York to London and then London to Johannesburg. Okay. We'll do the same thing. Um, yeah. yeah. Really to break it up some for us. So it didn't seem so long, but yep. Then we'll hunt, I think six or seven days straight. Okay. Yeah. No, that, that makes sense. Cause when we were 
looking at flights and how we were going to go or if we take the kids, we, we like, we want to straight shot it just so we can get it done. Although we know that it's going to be tough on them, but at the same time, it's going to be tough on everybody really. But, um, we've also done 19 hours straight in a vehicle from Virginia to Texas and they were champs. I mean, they, they did it great. And, uh, so Maybe the thought that they can get up and walk around a little bit might help out, but I'm not sure. Um, but we still, we're not 100% on whether or not we're going to take them now. Um, I was telling you a little bit about that earlier, whether we wait till they get older, especially Declan, you know, he's, he'll be four at the time when we go. So it's like, is that really old enough to remember? Cause this is a trip I don't think is going to happen a lot. So do we wait till he's, you know, a couple more years older to take him? And instead we just, me and April make the trip with Hannah and Chance and, uh, our friends that are going with us too. So it's, uh, we're back and forth on that, but the thought of a 16 hour flight and not being able to get off an airplane almost ruins the trip for me because but i know once i get there it's going to be absolutely amazing so it's like okay it's worth doing it but it still sucks <laughs> yeah i think i would want my children to be able to remember it yeah you know like our first time going to south africa these are the memories that i have you know and for me over here like it takes us all day to get anywhere in the u.s yeah. Like I live in a small town, Southwest Colorado. Our airport is tiny and I'm not even joking. It'll take me all day to get to New York. So yeah. that's why we decided to split it up. Cause like, if not, it would be like two or three days of legit just travel on airports. Yeah. So that would be hard for kids with us for sure. Yeah. We'd probably split it up, but yeah. So any other trips that you got planned or any tags that you drew this year for Colorado? So for Colorado, my husband drew Muley, of course. Um, I tend to get it every other year. So bow archery deer is my favorite. Okay. It's just, it's a long, you get to be out there a bunch. You know, some of them are still in velvet, but I didn't get that this year. It's really sad. Um, anyways, so we'll do um, over-the-counter elk. We'll both, we'll get elk tags, which is funny. I just bought all of our tags yesterday. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, so elk, uh, bear, turkey, grouse will be Colorado. Um, I happened to get an elk tag for New Mexico this year. Total locked out on that one. Nice. Um, what else are we doing? Oh, we are going to Missouri, though, for whitetail. Oh. So I get to hunt whitetail for the first time. That's awesome. And Missouri's <laughs> yeah. a good state to go to for that. My goodness, the Midwest. It's like We're super excited about that. So my husband and I are going to go for that one. I'm taking him out there for his birthday so that'll be a good trip oh that's awesome um, that's the majority of our hunts for this year you know i actually do have a friend that i talked to this week um that's going to teach me how to lion hunt so mountain lion hunt so this is a whole new ball game for me too and i was like i don't know anything about it nothing at all so i'm total rookie at all of it and so we're gonna try that out this um this winter that's really cool is that gonna be in colorado yeah, that'll probably be in Colorado. He does some hunting in New Mexico, but we'll probably do it here in Colorado. Yeah, that is awesome. That is on April's. That is like her number one, maybe number two dream animal. Number one would be a lion or a leopard. 
I guess that'd be, I don't know. I don't know which one. It kind of changes a little bit, but for here in the States, her number one. Um, and I, I tell her I build the suspense because we go do all these other hunts, but I haven't taken her lion hunting yet, but I'm building it up that way. Once she finally goes, it'll be amazing. But, uh, at least that's what I tell her. Yeah. She really wants a mountain lion. So I'd be curious to see how that goes for you. And maybe you can pass along some tips and tricks, or maybe your buddy can take us along or something sometime. So yeah. Are you going to do that with your bow or is that possibly a firearm? You know, I actually haven't even talked to him about like what type of weapon. Um, it's just a total different world of hunting. Like you do it during the night to find them and track them yeah. with dogs in the snow. And then you go back in the morning with your dogs. And that's how you find where you think that they are. I don't know. I also want to be super safe. And I feel a little more safe with a gun. Yeah. No, fair, very fair. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I get there dogs and I have a guide and blah, 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 but we'll see. I don't know. It'd be pretty rewarding with a bow though. Yeah. No, either way. I think either way, that's a trophy. And, uh, you know, it's, I could only imagine being face to face with a 200 pound animal that could easily just, it, it is built to kill. And I, I, I would, I think I would agree with you. I would much rather have a firearm with me just because, I mean, it is that sense of security, but also it's, you know, you got to think about all the dogs and everything as well, because the quicker you put that animal down, the safer everyone around you is. So yeah, no, that's I feel like there's a disconnect with it too, though. Like just to back up a little bit, people think like, we're just going out there to kill a cat. You know what I mean? Or just like, just for fun. Yeah. But like the one that we've been talking about, they call him Scarface because he has a scar on his face, which is funny. And um, he's been killing horses. So he's killing people's livestock. And so I think people think we just go out there to do this for fun when really there's a bigger purpose to the conservation of it. Yeah. You know? Um, and getting rid of the animal that's killing all of their livestock. So, and another funny thing is he told me they're really good to eat. So you're not just wasting this animal. You actually get to eat it too. Yeah. I saw where Ted Nugent posted a article or like a post on social media about that, how mountain lion is actually really good meat. It's tender meat and just has really good flavor to it. And you're like, it's not something you think of when you think of a predator animal that it would be good to eat, but a lot of people say that it is, yeah. so I'd be I'd be all about trying it. Yeah. So hopefully we'll we'll get to harvest one of those this year for sure. Good deal. That's awesome. Well, Charmaine, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing with us here because I think like we said we we've established a lot in this episode here is being a positive role model for people and especially younger women in today's society is important. And I think, again, I'm going to reiterate and and repeat myself multiple times on this, but you, that is what you do. And uh, I'm glad to have you as a guest here. And I know that our listeners will have definitely gained lots of value from this podcast. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you. That's what I'm here for, you know, to be the role, role model, inspire people to get outside, women and youth. 
I mean, that's my why I'm here. It's why I work in the industry. Yep. No, this is awesome. So again, thank you. Um, if any of our listeners did want to reach you on social media, what would be the best way? So my social media is my first and last name. It's Charmaine Lee on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Perfect. And on Instagram, it is underscore Charmaine Leith underscore. And you can just search my name though, and it'll pop it up. Yep. Perfect. All right. Well, I just want to say thank you again for coming on. And to all of our listeners, thank you again for listening and your continued support. And as always, keep hunting and keep doing what God calls you to do. Thank you for listening to Hunting Day with Stephen Robbins. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. If you'd like to follow, you can find Stephen on Instagram at Stephen Hunt Day and Facebook at Stephen Robbins HD. If you'd like to reach Stephen, you can email him at stephen.huntingday at gmail.com.